Welcome to the Whole Assistant Podcast. I'm your host, Annie Kroner. I'm an assistant who's passionate about our profession, and I'm also a certified coach who's invested in your success. You've come to the right place if you want to know what it looks like to stand in your power and achieve success as an assistant free from overwhelm and burnout. Now, on to today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Whole Assistant Podcast. Before I get started on today's topic, I want to highlight an upcoming event if you are listening to this as the podcast comes out. So as this episode comes out, it's August 2023. Later on this month in August, on August 25th to be specific, Melissa Peoples and I are going to be hosting EA Mastermind Dallas. So Melissa and I have come up with this concept where we take the mastermind model, which is traditionally being reserved for high-level executives and entrepreneurs, and we've adapted it for our use as assistants. So I hope you'll join us. We're going to get together, empower each other, strategize on how to add value at the highest level. We're going to tap into our collective intelligence and shared experiences, And we're going to be doing this in a very guided and intentional way. It's our goal to have you walk away with a playbook that feels aligned to you, unique to you, and with strategies that will serve you specifically. So please join us for EA Mastermind in Dallas. I've linked to it in the show notes below, or you can go to wholeassistant.com slash mastermind Dallas, all one word, wholeassistant.com slash mastermind Dallas. I hope you'll join us. Okay, so now on to today's topic, we are talking all about how to recognize burnout. In order to recognize burnout, we actually have to define what burnout is and what kind of causes burnout. So burnout is the result of prolonged stress. Burnout is the result of prolonged stress. So when our body is in a stress response, for more than just a short period of time, which is natural and normal, when it is in a prolonged period of stress is when we tend to burn out. Now, to define stress, I will define that as an emotion that starts by a thought in your brain. So remember, if we're going back to the model, we have a thought about our circumstance, and that thought causes us stress, which is an emotion. And then from that place, we take action. Now, when I say that stress is caused by a thought in your head, that is in no way meant to shame or embarrass anybody or make you feel bad, (laughs) right? It's just kind of the reality of the situation. Back when I had my stroke, um, I was unaware of what was going on for me at the time. And I got so disconnected from myself And I ended up in extreme burnout that it caused a stroke, right? And if you're unfamiliar with me, this is the first episode you're listening to. You can go back to one of my very early episodes to hear me tell my story of the stroke and what happened that day and my experience of that and my experience in that burnout state. Um, But it is really important for us to understand that the burnout starts with us in our brain. It starts with thoughts that we're having in our brain and not standing in our power, right? It's very good to know that we have control over whether or not we burn out. And I will show you in the next episode how to kind of take back your power, how to set up safety 
guidelines for yourself and boundaries and parameters so that you are ensured not to burn out. And so you can know when a job is a good fit. You can know when to stay, know when to leave, kind of sense all of those pieces of the puzzle so that you can remain free from burnout. But in today's episode, we're just going to talk about how to recognize burnout and how to pinpoint it for yourself. Because it can be a really tricky thing, especially because what one person perceives as stressful, another person will not. For example, uh, a few jobs ago, back in the day, I worked for this gal who was from Boston and I lived in Boston. And so when I found out that I was gonna be interviewing for the role, I knew exactly what to prepare for. I went out and bought a black suit, I knew to be courteous and kind, but I knew not to waste her time. I knew that she would probably be a direct communicator and I could match her style in that way. And so we got along fabulously. I thought she was great to work for. I had to hold my ground a time or two with her, but she didn't mind. We were both very direct communicators. I could be like, I could be very direct with her. Her former EA, however, was not like that. She did not understand the style. Her personality was different. It was not a want match for her. She didn't want a boss who was going to be so direct with her. And she ended up rocking in her desk, behind her desk. So when I talk about this and I talk about stress and I talk about prolonged stress on the brain and all of that, I'm not saying that you should stay in your role or that you can control it with your mind or even that you should or should want to control everything with your mind, that you should want to be in a place where you feel good and happy-go-lucky. That's not what this is about. This is just about pointing out what is actually going on so you can recognize burnout. It's not about shaming or anything else. It's just about being able to recognize when a position is not a good match anymore for you what parameters you need to set for yourself in order to be a happy, healthy, fulfilled human, and how to actually recognize what is going on in your brain and what is going on in your emotional life that is causing you to feel and experience burnout as as a result. So there are a few reasons why burnout happens, or a few thought errors actually, as to why burnout happens. And I'm going to introduce a concept today known as the burnout spiral. So the first kind of step or the entryway into this spiral is what I call, or is what we call in the coaching world or in my coaching world anyway, than how I was trained. They're called thought errors. So we're just going to look at this in the context of work. I mean, you could have thought errors about any aspect of your life and burnout in any area of your life, but we are talking specifically about burnout and work burnout and burnout in the office, which can contribute to a larger narrative of burnout in your life as well. But we're just going to focus in today on thought errors with regards to your work that may lead you down the path of burnout. Okay, so one thought error is that we think it's our job to make everyone happy 100% of the time. And what ends up happening is we end up people-pleasing. And by people-pleasing, I mean we end up making other people happy at our own expense. That is how I define people-pleasing. So it's making everyone else happy to our own detriment. And so so everyone else may be happy or not because everyone's human and people may not be as happy with our work as we think they will be. And then we spin our wheels trying to make everyone happy which means that we're setting aside our boundaries, we're, we're giving up those 
parameters that keep us feeling good about our work, keep us um, in our own lane emotionally. And so we also mistake doing a good job for people pleasing, right? So serving the work and serving your executive are two completely different things. When we serve the work, we're showing up from a clean place. We're doing good work. We're producing good work. And of course, we want our executives to be happy with the job that we're doing. But in the event that they're not, we can still stand solid by knowing that we're doing good work. So for example, this executive that I worked for back in the day, she wanted me to send her a whole bunch of signature pages And these were really important documents that I felt that she needed to read. So I sent her the entire document and she got upset with me. She's like, why did you just send me the the signature pages? I'm like, because I think you actually need to read these documents so you know what you're signing before you sign them. And so had I been in a place of trying to please her, make her happy, I could not have seen clearly to make sure that she actually did her due diligence and read those documents before she signed them. Right? So going back to that scenario of having a real direct communicator and me in the moment um, serving the work and knowing that it was for her in her best interest to have her look at the documents and before she signed them um, and that that would actually serve her better too. If I was just all about people pleasing, I probably would have just gone ahead and sent her the stack of signature pages because that would have been the easier thing to do that would have made her happy but it would not have been doing a good job I would not have been serving the work then I would have just been serving her so that's an example of one kind of thought error that we have is that we must make our executives happy 100% of the time but life is always going to be 50 50 and I know I say this constantly on this on this podcast life is always going to be 50 50 there is no way of buying your way out of that reality there is no way of negotiating with that reality so actually allowing your executive to experience the 50 percent of life that is challenging allows for the full human experience and so often we forget that our executives are full-grown adult humans (laughs) and so we end up going behind them and, and and acting like they can't handle certain situations when they totally can, right? It is not your job to make everyone happy. And that is one thought error that can lead to burnout because it's one way of thinking that has us setting aside our boundaries that doesn't have us thinking clearly around how we want to show up for our roles, around how we want to show up to work. And so that is one thought error that can lead to burnout. Another thought error or another kind of way of thinking that can be detrimental to us is that we think we're not good assistants unless we work around the clock 24-7. We think we're not good assistants unless we are super responsive to email, unless we are super responsive to Slack, unless we are super responsive to, um, to texting and all of the things. And so what ends up happening is we end up getting pinged 24-7 and feeling obligated to reply in that moment instead of there again setting up parameters for ourselves so that we can take care of ourselves. Now, boundaries are different for all of us. And I had a job where I was on call for 24-7, but my executive and I had an understanding that he would email me if it wasn't an emergency. And if it was an emergency, he could text 
he could send me a text after hours. And I told him straight up that I had no intention of checking my work email after hours. So if he needed to reach me in a case of an emergency, text or call was the best way to reach me. But I had to do this for myself because otherwise, I just set that parameter for myself. Otherwise, if I were responsive 24 hours a day, he'd be sending me emails 24 hours a day, expecting a response 24 hours a day. So there, even, even if you are on call 24 seven, there are still some parameters you can set that can help you avoid burnout by helping you take care of yourself, set those parameters around your time and energy so that you know that when you're showing up to work, you are kicking butt and taking numbers. And then when you're off, it actually allows downtime. It actually allows your brain time to rest and process. And look, I I think also that even for those of us who are not on call 24-7, that this starts innocently enough and from an excitement to do our roles well. So we start out in a new role and we're just so excited and we're, you know, we're just starting out and we're just trying to do the best job we possibly can. So we end up being on our phone all the time, responding to emails after hours and then training others that that's how it's going to be. But that's just coming from a place of excitement and not actually strategically showing up for yourself, your executive, your role, your work, right? So that's another, that thought error is a big one. I'm not a good assistant unless I work around the clock. I'm not a good assistant unless I'm lickety split on it when it comes to replying to others' requests or when it comes to replying to my executive. And look, like I said before, I've said a a lot of times probably on this podcast as well, boundaries look different for all of us. We are all going to have a different boundaries based on our values at any given moment and our circumstances, right? So this type of thinking, like it's our job to make everyone happy. We think we're not going to get assistant unless we're we're responding to everyone 24-7. Those are kind of thought errors. They're just errors in the way we're thinking that are causing us to experience stress and increase stress. And the idea that we can't set a boundary or that if we set a boundary, someone's going to be upset with us or someone's going to be angry at us. All of that is also like kind of a disjointed way of thinking about your role and how you're showing up for it. And then those thought errors result in a failure to set boundaries right? Because if we think we've, we, we can't, if we're not going to, if we think we're not a good assistant, unless we work around the clock 24 seven, or if we think it's our job to make everyone happy all of the time, of course, we're not going to have any boundaries around any of it because we feel like we are obligated not to have boundaries around any of it. And then what ends up happening is that this leads us to feel disempowered We feel like we can't stand up for ourselves. We feel like we can't voice our opinion. So we're not standing in our power, which leads us to feel pushed around in life, pushed around by our circumstances, pushed around by our executive, pushed around by our colleagues and coworkers, pushed around by someone who isn't pulling their weight, right? And then that failure to set boundaries in that we disconnect from ourselves. We disconnect from ourselves. And that disconnection looks like failure to rest, and neglecting what brings you joy, which then feeds into prolonged stress again. So we 
have this gateway to burnout, which are the thought errors, which lead to the failure to set boundaries because we think that we can't, which leads us to feel disempowered and pushed around by life, which then we feel disconnected from ourselves because we're going around trying to make everyone happy and going around trying to make sure all the things are done and everything gets done. And then we don't actually carve out time and space intentionally for ourselves, for our rest, for what brings us joy, which just then feeds into stress all the more. And then you just kind of spiral down from there. And then you start making mistakes and then it manifests in interesting ways. And then you know, you have these fears that you're going to lose your job and then you just keep spiraling downward. And then what ends up happening is you'll probably take leave from your role. You may quit your role. You may get fired because you're making mistakes instead of actually setting those parameters up around our time and energy so that we can show up effectively in our roles and show up effectively for ourselves. I just kind of gave you a taste of next week, by the way, just a little, just a little taste. So now I'm going to share how burnout manifests in our lives just to kind of help solidify how to recognize burnout. So for me anyway, when I am teetering on burnout, my work performance is suffering. I'm making frequent mistakes. I certainly did prior to the stroke. Um, I have reduced productivity. And sometimes we can actually melt down at the office inopportune times or emotions will rear their ugly heads at times that we weren't expecting or planning for or you may respond to a situation that's like at a level two and you may be responding at a level 10 just somebody may have made um a party foul and you're responding to it like the world is over right so those are some good indicators that perhaps you may be teetering on burnout if you lose it on somebody, if you break down in tears, if you have strong emotions (laughs) that feel out of whack and out of balance for the situation, that is a good indicator that perhaps you're dealing with some burnout. If you're making frequent mistakes you otherwise wouldn't normally make, if you're staring at your screen and not being as productive as you normally are, all good indicators that you may be teetering on burnout. And then there are also some personal ramifications of burnout as well. So um, feeling like something is out of balance. Strain on personal relationships. So if you are working like a crazy person trying to keep up and you're doing all the things and you're feeling totally overwhelmed and you're in that burnout spiral and you aren't actually attending to the relationships that matter most to you, that is a strain on your relationships. You may be teetering on burnout. You have no leftover energy at the end of your day because you left it all at the office. You also have no energy when you wake up the next morning because you're just in this constant state of exhaustion and overwhelm. And then also the lack of interest for things that used to light you up. So if you used to love to go to the park with your kids, or if you used to love to go skiing, or if you used to love to go salsa tango dancing, raising hand here, and you lose interest in those things you ha- because you have no energy, that is another sign that you may want to consider looking at whether or not you're dealing with some burnout. And then also the physical manifestations. 
So your body under stress for prolonged amounts of time leads to physical things. It leads to aches and pains. So for me, actually prior to my stroke, I had lots of tension in my neck and shoulders. A lot. I was so tense most of the time. I I was taking um, Advil, Tylenol a couple times a week because I just, my neck and shoulders were always hurting. And then also flare up of chronic conditions. So if you've got a chronic condition that normally you're able to keep uh, at bay or manage it well, but under stress or long amounts of stress or long times of stress, if you've got a flare up of a chronic condition as a result of all of those things, you may be bordering on burnout or already in it. And then also exhaustion and lack of sleep. I mentioned this before under personal ramifications. I'm going to mention it again here under physical manifestations. You feel exhausted. You feel lack of sleep. You feel like even though you're exhausted, you can't sleep because your mind is just racing. All signs that you may be teetering on burnout, right? And in next week's episode, I'm going to share with you guys how to move past and through burnout how to make sure you are strategically structuring your time and energy so that you don't burn out. Also, how you're thinking about your role. You can certainly manage those things as well, but I also don't want there to be shame for us if we're experiencing burnout because that's not a helpful way to deal with burnout is by shaming ourselves. Like telling yourself that you should be different, that you should like your role, that you should be able to handle all the things if the role is simply not a good fit for you, will not serve you in actually moving on from burnout and moving past and through it. Sometimes our roles just aren't the best fit for us and that's okay. There are certainly roles that I would never want to have because I just know I would not be good, a good fit for. You could, you get to decide whether or not you change your mind about your role and how you show up for it and whether or not you want to stay in the role Or if it's just not a good fit for you and you believe that there's a better fit out there. Now, I will say that if you're someone who has hopped from job to job to job, you may want to stay in a role for a a minute. You just may want to stay there and explore what that's about. Or hire a coach to help you unravel what you're looking for in a job, unravel what your desires are, unravel what's keeping you from experiencing that experience in your current role, and like your reasons for either staying or leaving. I'm all for both. So long as you know your reasons, you like your reasons, and you feel good about your reasons. I'm a firm believer that my clients and you are the experts in your own lives. I'm a firm believer in that. And it's only my job to help and guide you down your path. Okay, guys. So this is what I have for you today, how to recognize burnout. I'm just going to kind of go back through and give you a summary. So burnout is a result of prolonged stress. Stress is a result of thoughts in our brain. Stress is an emotion that results from thoughts that you have in your brain about your situation and circumstance. So that's why it's so nebulous. That's why what will burn one person out won't burn another person out. And that's not to shame anybody who's feeling burnt out. It's just the way it is. We are all built differently. Why burnout happens is generally due to a thought error, something along the lines of, I've got to make everybody happy here. 
in, in order to be effective in my role, I've got to make sure that everyone's taken care of, and I, which means I have to be on call 24-7, which then leads to failure to set boundaries and disconnection from yourself. Failure to re- rest, neglecting what brings you joy, which then feeds into prolonged stress and down the spiral goes, right? So it's kind of like a a cycle that feeds itself and it's a spiral that just will continue until you interrupt it. And that's what I'm going to cover next week. Burnout manifests in your work performance and in your personal life, strain on personal relationships, no leftover energy at the end of the day, and physical manifestations, aches and pains, flare-ups, exhaustion and lack of sleep are just a few of the many, many physical manifestations that can happen as a result of burnout. I hope you found this episode helpful. Please tune in next week where I will share how to stay out of burnout. Okay, guys, be intentional, be whole. That is all for now. I help assistants apply the concepts I share on this podcast. If you're ready to take your growth deeper and you're curious whether working with me in a coaching capacity is right for you, please email me at annie at to schedule your complimentary discovery call.